Welcome to the Life of Christ, Series 5, Lesson 18. We're going to continue exactly where we left off on page 27. And we're looking at Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 17. Um, we talked about the Good Samaritan. And we said there that Jesus asks us to do what He is actually doing for us. He never asks us to do something He's not doing. Amen? And we, we see His ministry brought out in Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 17, where it says, Therefore it was necessary for Jesus to be in every respect like us, His brothers and sisters, so that He could be our merciful and faithful high priest before God. I want you to see two things and understand something very, very important here. That Jesus Christ is both merciful and faithful. Amen? Merciful tells us that He understands. <laughs> okay? When we do all the really, really dumb things. Remember again, mercy is only required when you do something that you deserve punishment for and the person doesn't punish you. That's when you ask for mercy. Amen? And that's the reason why in First John chapter uh, 1 and verse 9 tells us that if we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin. And then First John chapter 2 and verse 1 tells us that He is our advocate. He is our defense attorney. And this is how He defends us. As long as we are uh, open and honest, He'll defend us. And when He defends us, because He is our faithful high priest, because He is merciful, He doesn't look at you and go, Again? Really? That's it. I'm not. You, that's, you find yourself some other representation. I'm not doing you anymore. <laughs> okay? Will never come out of his mouth. And that's what I think is so tremendous, and what we need to learn, and what we need to be like. You know, we're talking about blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Understand something: the way you treat other people, the way you treat people that come to you, even if it's on a regular basis, doing the same thing wrong over and over again. You need to ask yourself one question, not how many more times do I have to pray for them? How many more times do I want Jesus to forgive me when I mess up? That's the question. Do you hear me? And so when you ask that question, it becomes, oh, I'll never, <laughs> come to me always, okay? <laughs> All right? I'll always, we'll always pray, we'll always do whatever is necessary to get you out of whatever problem that you're facing. Amen. All right. And so, you know, that's being merciful. That's when you are blessed. That's when God will be merciful towards you. That's when you can, you know, understand that the, the thing that Satan uses to hold most of us captive with, he loses. Let me tell you why. Satan is that being that says, oh, go ahead and do that. They'll understand. Just, I'm using very vague things, but I hope you get this. Okay. He's also the, and, and so he entices you to go do something that you shouldn't do. And you're thinking of all the people that you think, I'm going to let all these people down. And he said, no, no, they'll understand. It's okay. Is the very being that will then go and tell them, how could he do this? I mean, really? I mean, we all trusted him to do the right thing, and then he goes and does this. I mean, there is, you know what? There's no excuse. Isn't it interesting how he plays both ends? That's right. That's right. With you, they'll understand. With them, you shouldn't understand. I mean, he knew better. Or she. Okay, it could be anything. Okay? You, see, that's unmerciful. 
And what you need to understand is that those, and so when he gets this crowd going at you, you know, the pitchforks and everything, okay, and they're hunting you down, all right, you need to understand that Jesus Christ, because he is merciful, he's not going to turn on you. He's the one that's going to forgive you and then get you out of this mess. Are you all with me? See, he's not only merciful, but he's faithful as well. Do you understand faithfulness? It means that He never gives up on you. See, a lot of us aren't faithful in that way, and I don't mean us here, but I'm talking generally, okay? People generally aren't faithful in that, you know, it's, it's like they'll give people one chance, two chances, well, three and you're out. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, that's it. Doesn't matter what it is, you know? And that's, that's not being faithful. Amen. Amen. And so, we need to understand that Jesus Christ, and that's the reason why it says that He needed to be tempted in every respect, so that He could understand the kind of problems we go through, the kind of dumb things that we could do, because we were under that much pressure. But that He never did. Thank God He doesn't turn around and say, well, I never did it, why did you? Thank God. Amen. <laughs> you know, amen. Okay. Because sometimes self-righteousness does that. Well, I've done that. I got through it. What's your problem? Is not being merciful. Sweetheart, we're really thrilled you got through it. But don't be like that. Because now we're not thrilled anymore. Maybe you should have failed. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm trying to say. Amen? Okay, All right, moving on. In his commentary on Matthew 5-7, Leon Morris says that the merciful are people who's bent... I really love this, is to show mercy. Do you understand what he means by that? They're, they are predisposed to show mercy. They, they, do you understand they're bent? Okay, that's just kind of how, who they are. It's not something you have to tell them, now you better you know, show some mercy. It's just something that they just automatically just do. Are you all here? Okay, and that's what Jesus Christ is getting us to do. See, there is a... Uh, a sevenfold ministry gift in Romans 12, I think it is, 12, Romans 12, where it talks about you know, one of the gifts, one of those uh, attributes that some people have is this gift of mercy. And so everybody says, well, I don't have that gift. <laughs> so I don't need to be that way. I can be this way because you know, I've, I've got that other one, the second one that says prophecy. I like to point my finger at people. Okay, hey, 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 you better be merciful because blessed are the merciful, they'll receive mercy. You've got to go point your finger. You're going to get God pointing his finger back at you. Remember the unmerciful servant? Got forgiven of all of his debt and then went and brought, you know, uh, demanded. He's, he's the servant under him. He pays some piddly about back to him. And, God, and it said that God, the king reinstated his entire debt back to him. So those that want to claim prophecy, better not go down that road. Even, as, even if you're going to claim that, you need to be merciful. In everything that you see, and everything that you do, you need to be merciful. See, regardless of whether that's a gift or not, that is a trait that needs to be a part of you being the body of Christ. Amen? Okay. Alright, so, <clears throat> let's continue. He says, The merciful are, uh, are people whose bent is to show mercy, not those who, en- uh, those who engage in an occasional merciful impulse. <laughs> okay? They are people who show by their habitual merciful deeds 
that the, that they have responded to God's love and are living by His grace. Let me stop there for a minute. Are we ever going to want to live without any of these things? Without God's love, without His grace? Then we can never say we don't have time to be merciful. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay, you really need to see the other side. What's in it for you? This is what's in it for you. Okay? You want God's love? You want God's grace? You be merciful. Amen. They will receive mercy on the last day. See, this, that's where it's all going to end up at the end of the day. As much as we receive mercy down here, and we will, okay, there's going to come a time we're all going to be standing before Him. Okay, and it's, it will be a reward seat. It's, you know, when they say judgment seat, it was a very bad translation. Okay, it actually means a bema seat. It means the, the seat that people that came first, second, and third would go up to to receive their prize. Did you know that? That's what that seat actually, that's what, the, the judgment seat is that. Okay, so you know, people don't get judged when they go and get their gold, you know, silver and bronze. They're actually being honored. Okay, which tells us something, that we're all going to receive some blessing from God. What we want, don't want to do is to compromise that blessing with our attitude. Okay, and we don't want God to say, Woo, you would have had a mountain, but your attitude, you get the molehill. <laughs> it's not what we want. Amen? Amen. Alright. Okay. So, the Full Life Study Bible also points out that the merciful are full of compassion and pity towards those who are suffering either from sin or sorrow. I really love that. The merciful are full of compassion and pity. See, I like that because, you know, sometimes you really need to pity people for the things that they do and the situations that they're in, instead of pointing the finger and saying, serves you right. You know, have a little pity. Amen? Amen? Okay. All right. Okay. And notice again, he says, those who are suffering, and notice it says, suffering from either sin or sorrow. You know, people suffer because of sin. They literally suffer because they did a bad thing and everybody's all over them. There's plenty of people to judge them. You be the exception. <laughs> Amen? Amen. Just say, I want to stand out from the crowd. I won't judge you. No. <laughs> okay. Hallelujah. And you will. All right. And so William McDonald writes, To be merciful means to be actively compassionate. Did you get that? Actively compassionate, which means that your compassion results in actions. Okay? Remember, Jesus showed his compassion. He healed them all. He fed them. He raised, you know, he raised the dead. Woman's you know, only son being taken out. And he ra- he's saying, this is not happening today. <laughs> you know? And he raises him up. And it says the only son of a widow. You know? So she, that was her only means of support. That's how compassion works. Everybody is crying. He raised the problem from the dead. Stop crying. Have a party now. Amen. Okay. So it means to be actively compassionate. In one sense, it means to withhold punishment from offenders who deserve it. Wow. I think we've talked about that enough. Yeah. The way that God showed mercy in sparing us from the judgment which our sins deserved. Therefore, we imitate God when we have compassion. Isn't that beautiful? Amen. You want to be like God? Be merciful. That is one of the key attributes. It is one of the key things that separates him from the devil. Because the devil is the exact opposite. Amen? Okay. 
In this day and age, mercy and compassion are generally the last things on people's minds. And why the Apostle Paul has to say to believers in Romans 12, verses 17 through 21, do not pay, uh, excuse me, do not repay anyone evil for evil. There goes the movie industry. (laughs) You know, most movies are based on that. Somebody gets done wrong. You know, and then the rest of the movie is about how this person is taking revenge. In some way or form. And it's great viewing. You know? We're all happy when the guy gets shot in the head. and It's like, yeah, die, die. And then we have to repent. You know? <laughs> okay? so, you know that's the movies, right? That's not life. You can do that in the movies, but don't do that in life. And that's a problem sometimes. We take that stuff and we apply it to where we are. Don't do that. I don't know how many times, you know, I would hear things like this. You know, people would say, oh, that's, this, this, now this is going to really show you my age, okay? All right, okay? It's just like that Blake Carrington in, you know, what, what was it? The Young and Restless or whatever, you know? It's just like him. And people started to do that. They started to put people in boxes. They would see this fictitious character and they would attribute all of, you know, all the things that they did, who they were, to this person they hate. And suddenly this person becomes... Do you know these people make this stuff up in their head? You know, this is not real. Hello? Amen? And so, you know, we really have to be careful that we don't get caught up in stuff like that. And that's the... I I guess that's the the greatest tool that the devil uses. This is why, you know, we understand and why we're moving towards this in in ministry is the power of audiovisual things where you can see and hear... It makes such a huge impact on you. Do you hear what I'm saying? Okay. And you can, you know, you know how they say picture paints a thousand words? Well, moving pictures do more. Amen. And if we can, you know, what we want to do is inspire people towards God through what we're going to be doing. Amen. And so that's, that's our goal. Because the devil is doing the exact opposite out there. And we need to remember that it was the, the tree of good and evil, not God and evil. Because one of the biggest problems we're facing right now is there are good things out there and people are saying, well, we don't need God, we just need to be good. As long as we're not evil, if we're good, it's okay. We need to be careful with that too. We need to watch out for that. Amen? All right. So let's get, all, let's get back to this. So he says in Romans twelve seventeen again, Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it is po- This is such a powerful thing. Are you ready? Verse 18. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you. Okay, stop there. Do you see that? Some of us, it, it's a little beyond us, some things. Don't feel bad. You're not there yet. We won't judge you. We have to be merciful too. <laughs> okay? If you're struggling with something, cool. We, the very thing we're asking you to do, we will do. We'll be merciful. We understand. Don't worry about it. We'll pray. We'll do whatever it needs to get you there. Okay? Whatever. And we won't judge you along the way. Okay? It says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do you see who he's writing it to? Do you understand that the Romans conquered basically the known world? always check to see the reference if it's Romans he's talking to a conquering race he's going now I know (laughs) 
Okay? Your MO, your method of operation is go in, wipe them all out, and, if, you know, and when there's nothing left to oppose you, now you can come and join us. Okay? A- any resistance? You know, it's like the Borg. You know, resistance is futile. We'll just wipe you out. You know, they, you know what the thing they used to do? They, they used to go through, and when they finished conquering you know, a city or whatever, they would throw salt on the land, so nobody, if somebody survived, they can't grow anything there. Are you all with me? <laughs> okay. To these people, he says, can you all please live at peace? As far as much as it depends on you. Live at peace with everybody. Please. <laughs> okay. Amen. Let's continue. Verse 19, he says, do not take revenge. Oh. <laughs> he says, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath. Now, I love the way he says that. He's saying, you guys understand that there needs to be penalties for things that, you know, because they, they set up laws and stuff. One of the things that they did do was they set up governments and laws and things like that, okay? But the thing was that, notice he's saying that, he's saying, don't take revenge. God, there is a justice system in operation. It's not yours, unfortunately, okay? It's a higher system. It's a system that is actually just. Amen. Alright, and so he's saying, you don't take revenge. He says, leave room for God's wrath. Can I say it another way? For God's justice. Okay, if God determines that something needs to be done and somebody needs to be punished, He will do it, He will look after it. These people understood that. You know, a race that is warring, a race, a nation that has that kind of a mentality will understand this. And you know what? We need to understand this too. Just because we forgive doesn't mean somebody gets away with it. Please hear me. Okay? Our forgiving them isn't us letting them off the hook. Our forgiving them is letting us off the hook. Did you get what I just said? God says to forgive, not so that somebody can continue doing evil, but so that you don't get entangled in their evil, and the, the repercussions that are going to come to them. Are you all here? And so that's why we forgive. Uh, you need to understand, forgiveness is a very powerful thing. It detaches you from the judgment that's coming on them. Oh, hallelujah. You are hitched. Your wagon is hitched to horses that are going over a cliff. Unhitch, unhitch, forgive. Get it? Okay. So, he says, Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, It is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. See, God says, I will do this. There's no question about this. Why? Where does this come from? Galatians 6-7, Whatever you sow, you will reap. If they sow bad things towards you, they will reap a harvest of bad things in their life. Get away from them. Okay? Amen. Alright. On the contrary, verse 20, he says, If your enemy is hungry, feed him. Do you know why he's saying this now? He's saying, you do everything to oppose the enemy. The devil is doing everything he can to bring destruction. You do everything to reverse that. Okay? Alright. So he says, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do you know why he's saying that now? Because he's saying, listen, the devil has been lying to that person about you. He's been saying to that person, can we talk about Samaritans and Jews? We talked about the Good Samaritan, okay? He's been saying to the Jew, the Samaritan will never help you. 
Amen. You know, I mean, don't ever show mercy to them. And when the Samaritan shows mercy to you, can I say that the person that was found half dead, whatever negative thoughts they had about Samaritans, would have left them that day when he was looked after. These coals would have been poured on his head, so to speak. And I, I will guarantee you, again, things we don't see, but can I assume, I'll guarantee you, he said, sorry God, that I had such a bad attitude towards these people. I'm truly sorry. Forgive me. Amen? Okay. Verse 21. He says, Do not be overcome by evil. Do you understand what this evil is? Giving people what they deserve. Do you see that that is an evil thing in God's eyes? That when you say they deserve to be hurt, they deserve to, you know, they deserve that. That's actually evil in God's eyes. I need you to see something here, huh? Okay. I'm taking you to another level. I didn't teach you this stuff before, but you're ready for it now. Are you ready for it now? Oh, yeah, I'm too late. Okay, <laughs> okay all right? I want you to see this. Amen? Don't become, don't be overcome by that. They deserve that. That kind of evil. Overcome that with good. Overcome, they, they deserve that with mercy. Overcome it. Amen? Amen. Okay, very good. Well done. The reason for going to such a length is simple. God promises you that if you do decide to show mercy when you have the opportunity, then when you are in need of it, and I promise you you will be, and have done everything wrong, you too will receive mercy in return. You know, it's an amazing thing how people remember what you did for them. What you did to them and what you did for them. If you judge them, they will judge you. If you showed mercy to them, everybody else can turn, but they'll go, you know what, it's okay man, I get it. You know, you showed mercy to me when I was in trouble, I'm there for you. Amen. Okay. The truth is none of us are perfect. Can I get amen on that one? Okay, thank you. <laughs> I'll put my, both my hands and legs up, okay, which is very hard. It's, it's okay. We all make mistakes. And therefore, we are all going to need mercy at some time throughout our lives. Knowing this, the Apostle James said in James 2 and verse 13, For there will be no mercy for you if you have not been merciful to others. But if you have been merciful, then God's mercy toward... Listen to this, it's very important. God's mercy toward you will win out over His judgment against you. This is an incredible thing. Okay. Can I, you might think, well, is God schizophrenic? What's up here? You know? <laughs> okay, all right. Let me just say this. Can I give you a little picture really quickly? God is the judge over this whole universe. Do you understand that if he's not a righteous judge, the devil can then overthrow him? Because he's no, no, no different than the devil then. You know, the devil lies and steals and everything. God is going to lie, and that's why the Bible says that God cannot lie. Because his nature doesn't allow him. Remember what Jesus said? I am the way, I am the truth. When Jesus said, I am the truth, one of the attributes He was bringing to us, remember, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Remember that? Okay. One of the attributes He was bringing out was that, because He is the truth, the truth can't lie. 
a truth can lie, okay? But the truth can't lie because the truth, that's its nature, is truth. It can't, it can't, like it's impossible to lie. Somebody said, oh, well, what kind of God is can't do everything? <laughs> You'll be grateful that he can't lie. Otherwise, you all don't know what to believe in his word. Amen. And you won't know how to stand on his word when things are looking really bad. Okay, we stand on the fact that he's not a man that he would lie. That he, whatever he says, he will do. Amen? Okay. What this tells us now, I'll get back to this, is that it tells us that there is a universal justice. And that universal justice demands, if you do something wrong, you need to pay for it. Do you get this? That's what the judgment side is. However, built into that law is whatever you sow, you'll reap. Okay, if you show mercy, then what happens is, as much as the accuser of the brethren, devil is called that, okay, because that's what he does, as much as the accuser of the brethren comes against you in that court of law and says, well, you know, they did all of this, they knew better and they did it. You know one of the things God can do? He can turn around and say, let me show you something. When this person knew better and they did the wrong thing, this person here, the one that's, you know, the devil's pointing his finger at, forgave them. Mm. And so there's a loophole in the law <laughs> okay, that says that whoever shows mercy will be shown mercy. So shut up <laughs> okay, and get out because we're showing mercy today. Because they, so- they sowed mercy, we show mercy. Amen? Amen. So that's what that means. Anyway, so I've said here, what a powerful scripture this is, and what a wonderful promise to us all. In addition to this, remember again, that the writer of Hebrews said in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 and 16, which we covered in the second beatitude, it says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but in all points was tempted, as we are, yet without sin. Yeah, okay, I'm reading it in my head from the King James. <laughs> Let us therefore come boldly through to the throne of grace that we may obtain blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. The people that will, that will approach this throne room are the merciful. Those that judge will say to themselves, listen carefully, they will say to themselves, you know what, I don't deserve this. Because can I say, the way you judge others, you judge yourself. This is a huge thing I'm telling you right now. Please learn to show mercy, because then you'll be merciful on yourself too. And you'll come to the throne of grace. Not the throne of judgment, the throne of grace. And you'll obtain mercy, because you've shown mercy, and you understand the mercy of God. Amen that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. In rea- it really is in our best interest to be merciful, especially in, the light of, uh, in light of the parable of the unmerciful servant. I made mention of this before. Matthew chapter 18, who after being forgiven all of his debt, refuses to show the same mercy to his fellow servant, and so, or f- fellow servant, and so is called back in front of the king who says, in verse 33, should you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? That's the question God always asks us. Amen? Whenever we do naughty things, he said, you should show mercy because I'm showing mercy. 
And it says, and as a result of the servant's unmerciful attitude, Jesus says in verses 34 and 35, then the angry king sent the man to prison until he had paid every penny. That's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters in your heart. Now, there are other things we'll talk about when we get to that, but just take it for what it's saying right now. Amen? We need to know there's a penalty involved in us not showing mercy. God demands that we show the same mercy towards others as He shows to us. And why Jesus says in Luke chapter 6, verses 35 and 36, I want to finish this today, is that okay? (laughs) He says, love your enemies, do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return. So can preach on this stuff. We'll get to it when we get to it. And your reward will be great, and you will be the sons of the Most High, for He is kind to the unthankful and evil. Isn't that incredible? Okay. Therefore, here it is, be merciful, just as your Father also is merciful. As you show and sow mercy to those who don't deserve it, which is what mercy is all about, then according to Galatians 6-7, you will reap mercy in return. Especially in those difficult times when you really need it. And why Jesus says again in Matthew 5-7, as we close, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall, it's on a question mark there, they shall obtain mercy. Amen? Amen. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you for all the things that we're learning right now. And we just thank you, Father that we purpose to apply this in our life. That we're not just hearers of the word, but we are doers of the word. And I thank you, Father, that you said that the doer is blessed. And the blessing here is we receive mercy. Blessed are those who are merciful, what they shall receive mercy. And we just thank you, Father, that you help us to fight through all the judgmental thoughts and attitudes and anything else that could be going on on the inside of us. This is not so that you're taking fun away from us. This is so that you can keep the devourer away from us. You can keep the devil from coming to steal and kill and destroy. And we just thank you that you are revealing this to us so that you can keep us safe and you can bless us and you can look after us. Hallelujah. We just give you all the praise and the glory for revealing this to us so that we can walk in it and fulfill our design and our destiny. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Amen.